0: I'm Rev. David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Well, it's a tough passage on this, our second Sunday in the season of Lent. Jesus is with his disciples and, for the first time, tells them that he must die, which, after all the miracles and great teaching of the previous three years, must have been quite a shock i'm reading from chapter 8 of mark's gospel then jesus began to teach his disciples the son of man must suffer much and be rejected by the elders the chief priests and the teachers of the law he'll be put to death but three days later he will rise to life he made this very clear to them so Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But Jesus turned around, looked at his disciples and rebuked Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. Your thoughts don't come from God, but from human nature. Then Jesus called the crowd and his disciples to him. And he said, if any of you want to come with me, you must forget yourself, carry your cross And follow me. For if you want to save your own life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for me and for the gospel, you will save it. Do you gain anything if you win the whole world but lose your life? Of course not. There is nothing you can give to regain your life. If you are ashamed of me and of my teaching in this godless and wicked day, then the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Get behind me, Satan. It's a famous phrase. It must have really cut Peter up. I mean, all he wanted was for Jesus to succeed, to be the Messiah, to get rid of the Romans. But this is an earthly human desire not the desire of God. Jesus must have been tempted though, mustn't he? He certainly can't have been looking forward to what he had to go through. God's way or the human way? That's a question that we ask ourselves all the time. We might not notice. It might be buried deep in our subconscious. But we all spend a lot of time weighing up what to do, how to act which way to turn. And often, we deal with temptation in the blink of an eye. We dismiss it without even noticing. And sometimes, we spend ages wrestling with temptation. How can I do something I want to, and square it away as also being the right thing, when I know that it isn't? In this season of Lent, of turning to face God, then we are invited to take some time to consider our lives and what God wants for them and ask ourselves honestly if those two things are aligned. And now the passage becomes even more difficult. If you want to come with me, then forget yourself and carry your cross. Be prepared to lose your life. Now that's a big ask. In our 21st century Western lives, death is something that many of us have some power over. Modern science and medicine, along with good standards of living, have pushed death further away for many of us. And then, during this last year, 12 whole months of coronavirus, not a family in the land untouched, we have all had to face up to our own mortality. But as Christians, our mortality, the fact we will die, is only part of the story. Because we are an Easter people, a people who believe in resurrection. You can't have a new life if you're not prepared to die to the old one. The trouble is that even if the old one is not that good, it's hard to let it go when we're not quite sure what the new one will be like. And that, of course, is the great temptation. To not take seriously what it is that God is offering. That's what Jesus is talking about here. Getting rid of the Romans is so insignificant at the side of it. No wonder he sounds frustrated with them all. So these are big themes for us to ponder. Temptation, death and living again in a new way. They might feel too big, too much to get a handle on. So here's something of a warm-up exercise. It takes those big themes and makes them small so we can get hold of them. It's nearly eight years now since I moved house and moved here to Arnside. And I can still remember all the boxes. There were so many of them. And as we unpacked them, we removed all the sticky tape and then folded them flat. And even emptied and folded flat, they still filled one of the bedrooms. So, just imagine for a moment that you're walking along Carrying not a room full of boxes, but just four cardboard boxes. You've got a firm grip on the first one. And then numbers 2, 3 and 4 are stacked on top. So high that you have to look around them to see where you're going. And as you walk along, you smell the most wonderful aroma of freshly cooked pizza. You really want some of that. And the man cooking the pizza, he set up a stall by the roadside, offers you a taster for free. You really want it, but in order to take it, you have to put all your boxes down. What will you do? God offers us so much, so much love and grace and mercy, never mind the promise of eternal life. But in order to accept the offer, we have to let go of a lot of the stuff that we're holding on to. This week, as we journey a little closer to Easter, spend a little time thinking about what you can let go of so that you can really enjoy what's on offer. That's it for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.